Graham Kemelo has heard about a popular getaway for Sydney ciders for decades, but knew little of Kim's beachside retreat. Travel writer Mike Smith explained the appeal of this coastal retreat at Tuong Bay on the New South Wales central coast. It was first established as a small campground 137 years ago. In the 1980s and 90s, it was popular as a celebrity hideaway, even hosting international guests, including the Rolling Stones. Mike Smith explains the appeal of Kim's today. I've often heard about this place, this magical place called Kim's. Everyone's talked about it. I've never been there, but Mike knows all about it. And there's apparently quite a history. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Good morning, Graham. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well, and you? Uh, not too bad, especially after a couple of nights at uh, Kim's Beachside Retreat, which is up in the central coast. And believe it or not, this retreat has been around for 137 years. That, that's amazing. You mean the building or the business or both? The, the business. As ah. it, started, it started as a, a very basic campground back in uh, 1886. Wow. When, when a, a local seafaring merchant, Captain Franz Charlson, set up an initial camp on the beachfront. After yeah. finding fresh water from a natural spring there, which is still there, the natural spring, mm-hmm. and in doing so, he planted over 100 Norfolk pines as a as a barrier, and and uh, many of those pines are still there. So it's incredible how the history began. But it was a very basic um, campground, and it was at that time it was called Chinaman's Bay, yeah. and um, eventually he started bringing professional people in, people in ferrying uh, while ferrying cargo to Norfolk Island collected them on his voyage, and eventually built a uh, slab-timbered uh, kitchen there. Oh, uh, and he used to ring the ship's bell to summon guests to the meals. Now, that ship bell is still used today yeah. in the very modern five-star retreat to summon everybody to say that breakfast is ready. <laughs> so it's, it's incredible right. how this tradition has remained after 137 years. Yeah, and where did the name Kim's come from? Well, eventually, an American um, two brothers, McKimmons, they, they actually opened up the first ice creamery in Sydney, um, decided to, uh, to call it Kim's Camp because um, it, it was just a, a campground and they thought they'd abbreviate their name from Kimmons to Kim's. And oh. that's where it stuck. So it wasn't an actual person, uh, an actual uh, Christian name. Right. It was the abbreviation of their surname. Right, okay. And that, and, and that was back in the 1920s. So wow. it was still very basic at that time, and it wasn't until about the 1980s under Andrew Strachan, who, who actually was a sailor who won the Sydney to Hobart race back in 1993, decided to upgrade it to, to what it is today. Right. And, um, it is a, a sparkling five-star retreat right on the beachfront there at Twoman Bay, uh, near the entrance on the central coast. Okay, and, and so state of uh, how many... Um how many rooms does it offer? It's got about 34 standalone bungalows and villas. Right. So it's quite a, it's quite a retreat. It's sprinkled in a sort of a subtropical rainforest. And at the forefront um, are, the, are many of the Norfolk pines that were planted over 100 years ago. That's the beach though there, yeah? On the, on the beach side. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a little haven tucked away at, uh, right on Tuam Bay Beach. Uh, not far from the entrance, and um, it, it's very much hidden. And, and people always say it's a, the best kept secret. In many ways, it is the best kept secret, even though it's hosted many a notable guest, like the Rolling Stones have actually stayed there over the years. Oh, okay. Michael, Michael Jackson has stayed there. Sir Robert Heltman has stayed there. 
And there was a famous photographer, Australian photographer by the name of Max Dupain, yeah. who, um, who stayed there as well. In fact, he loved it so much, he started taking photographs of the, of the retreat and the, and the area. And a lot of his black and white photos hang in the walls of the public areas of the, of the retreat. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good enough reason for some people. I'd go and just to see those. That'd be, that'd be fascinating. Um, oh. So uh, do a lot of sort of Sydney scientists get there or do people come from the coast, um, up and down the coast? They, they come from all over the place. In fact, we get a lot of international visitors um, to, the, to the retreat. Right. Uh, there's a, a, an old sailing mast out the front of the restaurant and they, they, they put up the flag, they raise the flag of what nationality the guest is and which country they're from, where they're from. Western Australia, so the Western Australian flag would, come, go, would go up. The British flag would go up. The, uh, the French flag would go up. So whoever the, wherever the guest hail from, There'd be a flag out there, uh, in 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 full flight in front of them at the, at the even at for the, the uh, breakfast table. Even for the so-called Mexicans like us from south of the oh, border. Oh yes, yeah. The Victorian flag would be certainly raised. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Now, well, they, what I've heard might... about it though, isn't it pretty good on the in the food department? Oh, absolutely. Um, they used to be famous for a, a giant seafood buffet, uh, and people would go there just for the buffet. Um, the guests would stay there and they'd always talk about the food. But sadly, the pandemic hit and, uh, of course, any food that was handled had to go behind closed doors. So the, the buffet disappeared. Right. But on the a la carte restaurant, you can still get um, the seafood buffet for two. Right. So basically, it, it's handed to you at the table rather than you going to the buffet to... Um, to pick up the seafood. Well, that, that sounds fantastic. So, what would the scenario be? You, you're having leading a busy life in uh, Sydney. You want to get out. Um, yes. What's a What's a good amount of time to spend down there that, where you'd still have find things interesting to do? Well, it takes about an hour or ninety minute drive north of Sydney to to reach it. Now, to, you, we chose to uh, on a couple of occasions we stayed there. We chose to stay there, not even move from there, because it's one of those retreats where you, you don't really want to move away. You wake up in the morning, there's the sun rising in front of you at the beach. You go and have an early dip before the ship's bell rings to signal signal um, breakfast. Um, and But others, there's, there's plenty of things to do on the Central Coast. Um, you know, the Central Coast is 70 kilometres of, of beachfront, right. and you, you could do all sorts of things. It's... It's the quintessential Australian holiday playground where you can swim, surf, fish, and even down a beer around the barbecue. It's it's one of those destinations. And it's no wonder the Central Coast used the slogan, love the Central Coast, because it, it truly is a good place to go to. And most people stay two nights. And they noticed at Kim's that people are staying an extra night now. Um, maybe they think two nights is just quite not enough. Oh, right. and, and, and as I said, a lot of people are international guests. You've got interstate guests. But majority would be from Sydney, I'd say. So uh, is it the sort of place that attracts corporate meetings and things? Has it got a, yes. a meeting space? Yes, they've got a meeting space there. Um, it's not giant like we experienced in Macau. But uh, yeah. it, there's a meeting space there. And in actual fact, they've had wedding parties there as well. So You'd sort of book the place out for a wedding though, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, you certainly would. Um, with thirty-four standalone. Well, even a corporate, you know, a top-end corporate retreat might involve a buy-out of the whole place. Yeah. And then you you've got no worries that the uh, 
that your opposition aren't uh, in room 33 spying on you. <laughs> That's a possibility. Oh, I think it's happened, uh, Mike. It sounds it? incredible, but, you know, incredible but true. <laughs> so but the, um, for those they... from Melbourne who don't, uh, who don't know it, um, is the Sydney airport the, the only way to get there, really? There's nothing where you... Can you fly onto the central coast in a reasonable-sized aircraft? Uh, Sydney would be the, the normal uh, arrival right. spot. Uh, Newcastle do have an airport there, but um, I think Sydney would be preferred because you, you get in the car, it's it's mainly motorway conditions all the way up there right. from the airport right through to um, to reaching the Central Coast because you've got the M1 that goes across the Hawkes River and the connection. Now we've got so many underground motorways in Sydney. It's, um, yeah, they're it's fantastic. Quite easy. It's quite easy to get there quickly. It might cost you in the in tolls, but uh, but uh, it's easy to reach there. No, but last the, time we left Sydney, uh, we were we were in the inner west, and we got into this underground environment there. And <laughs> you didn't know where you were except the tiles on the wall spelled out the suburb that was above you. And before we knew it, we were on the uh, on the freeway back to Melbourne. Um, yeah, you know, we'd missed all of the congestion that. Used to it's be so very easy. frustrating at the end of a long drive from Melbourne to Sydney. Oh, so yes, it's great. I've, I applaud what they've done. I wish we'd have a bit more forethought for that sort of thing here in Melbourne. It, it, it's funny, you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch this cartoon called The Jetsons. Yep. And they had, they had cars flying around. But we seem to have gone the opposite way. We've, we, we're like the ants. We've built these tunnels to get, uh, get around the city rather than flying over the city. So it's quite it's quite uh, humorous to uh, well, we, relate back to those early days when I was a kid. Yeah, no, actually, we played a Jetsons song the other week because we <laughs> had an interview from Bridget Leslie with a uh, an architect who is building. He's from the Caribbean, but working in New York, and he's building hotel uh, or designing hotels that have got a drone park rather than a car park on the basis that he reckons there'll be passenger drones will will uh, sort of fly you wherever you want to go. I'm not yeah. sure I want to be the first to try that out, <laughs> no, actually. I'll stick to the underground. Yeah, the I think you're safer there, mate. <laughs> anyway, yeah. no, that's great. So if people want to uh, want to visit uh, the, the Central Coast, is there a website they can check out for this sort of information, uh, Mike? Or have yes, you got it, something you've written? Yeah, no, it's uh, lovecentralcoast.com, yeah. which, is a, which is a good motto. It um, is. But for uh, Kim's, it's just kims.com, and it's pretty straightforward. Is it Kim apostrophe S? No, no, no apostrophe, K-I-M-S. K-I-M-S, okay. Dot com, dot A-U, sorry, dot com, dot A-U. Kim's dot com, dot A-U. Well, that's fantastic. Mike, another uh, another treat, a well well put together piece of information for our listeners, and uh, thank you very much for filling me in, because I've heard of Kim's, I'm not along, but I had no idea how good it sounds. Yeah, it's fantastic. As I say, the villas and the and bungalows are absolutely first class and well maintained. So, and to wake up in the morning to see the sun over the over the waters of Tuam Bay, it's nothing better than that on a relaxing um, break from the city. I'll look forward to you buying me a beer there one day. Oh, absolutely! I'll, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Graham. Mike Smith there, speaking with Graham Kemlow about Kim's retreat. For more information, kims.com.au.